0: Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And I have a really, really special guest on today. Her name is Michelle Norris and she's going to share her experience, strength and hope with all of us. So, stay with us. We'll be right we'll be right back. And we are back. Let me bring Michelle onto the stream. Michelle, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, And and I know that we're going to talk about a lot of things. This show, I created this about two and a half years ago. I've interviewed over 300 celebrities and entrepreneurs and, and um, it's really, I, I created this to kind of give back to help people get unstuck in life. And I think we all have been there where you get to something and you're like, okay, I, I, I'm not getting through this. This is it. And, and somehow God takes over or some, some invisible force and, and, And helps us. So I can't wait to hear your story. So, why don't we start with where you were born and raised?
1: I was born and raised in San Antonio, Texas. And um, actually, um, the friend that introduced us, um, we went to high school together. And uh, as my husband, so we all went to high school together um, Jennifer Moran and husband Keith Norris. So, um, we all went to high school together in San Antonio, Texas.
0: What was it like growing up? That's, um. you know, I've never been to San Antonio. I've been all over Texas. I've never been to San Antonio. Um, what was it? Isn't that where the Alamo is? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I remember that is Ozzy Osbourne got banned from Texas for something. <laughs> yes,
1: he <we> did. <laughs> I was in uh, high school at the time, actually. Yeah,
0: I, so was I. So yeah. So yeah. Um, I rem- <laughs> that's about the only thing I remember about the Alamo. It's crazy, isn't it? Um. So, so, what was it like growing up down in in San Antone? Am I allowed to call it San Antone?
1: Of course, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you can definitely call it San Antone. Um, it's um. I don't know. It's a really great city. It's There's always a lot going on in, in San Antonio. We have the Riverwalk, which is near the Alamo downtown. And so there's always a lot of really fun things to do in San Antonio. We have um, festivals like Fiesta. We, I mean, all kinds of stuff that happens. We have the Starving Artist Show that's down on the Riverwalk that's amazing. And then, you know, holidays in San Antonio are pretty pretty freaking cool because the river walk we have riverboat parades and all of that and so it's a really cool city um it's very laid back and um but a lot of really cool stuff going on there so it was a lot of fun um of course you know being from san antonio you wanted to get out of san antonio as soon as you could so um we we didn't get far we we live in austin texas so we're a little over an hour north of San Antonio, but Austin was kind of part of our stomping grounds. Um, you know, in when we were in high school and then, you know, college and everything. So it's, how far,
0: uh, how far is Austin from San Antonio?
1: Uh, just a little over an hour.
0: Well, gee, many Christmas. I didn't know that I was I was in Austin about a year or so ago. Oh, I wow. should have just gone on down to San Antonio.
1: Oh yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's really close. Um, and yeah. it. Yeah, and now with, you know, all of the suburban spread, it's yeah,
0: <laughs> even closer. <It's> even closer.
1: <laughs>
0: so, so um yeah, I think I think that's where my nephew went for something with the navy. I, I is there a naval base down there? Or? Uh, I don't well,
1: San Antonio has um uh oh gosh. Five or six bases. I know that they closed okay. one of the bases. So, um Okay. Antonio's a heavy military town so okay. yeah. lots, of, lots of military there
0: yeah so so you you went to high school did you end up going to college
1: yes so i went to um i i went to san antonio college um then okay. i went to a technical school and or not a technical school i guess it's a trade school um and okay. or, and went when it was going to go into nursing and um, actually after doing my internship really realized it was not for me. I'm very much an empath. Of course, I haven't really, I didn't really learn how empathic I was until probably the last 18 months or so. And so um, I just couldn't shut off those emotions. And so I, I found it very difficult um, to have patients die and, um, and, just mm. keep going. And so it was really, really, um, it was very difficult for me. So I ended up not um, staying in that. And I went back to school and went to construction management school and became a project manager. Um, and I was doing that into you know, right before the 2008 um, housing market crash, I built Starbucks for a living mm. and um, anyway, wow. it was crazy, but I was building Starbucks at that time. Uh, up and down the eastern seaboard, we were living in North Carolina, and I I loved it. And that and I went back to school again to um, get a culinary degree, and yeah. So I've been to school. My husband's like, "You've been to school so many times. You should." Have- <laughs> anyway, but I just I have lots of interests, and so. Um, yeah (laughs) so so i like keep moving and and but i've always been an entrepreneur at heart like i've always had that kind of spirit and even in the positions that i've had at companies i've kind of always had that owner mindset and owner um so and that type of work ethic so it's worked out well for me
0: (laughs) you know i find the um the project manager thing interesting I actually <clears throat> was in between marriages <laughs> and jobs. Um, I used to drink a lot. We won't go into that, but anyway. Um, so I, I, um, a, a friend of mine said, Hey, um, I, I, I need a project manager and to, to kind of run the whole company. And, um, and, and I'd like to offer you the job. And I'm like, Dude, I, I don't project manage. I what well, it's a, and it was a masonry company. I'm like, I don't project manage. What are you talking about? So anyway, it, I I've been there and I had no clue what I was doing, but um yeah. So it's it's an interesting. And we actually did a couple of Starbucks, I remember. But it was just we just did the masonry work. Sounds like you were like the the GC.
1: We were we were the GC, so we yeah everything so you
0: you you dealt with the 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 moron (laughs) bricklayers
1: i'm kidding uh, yeah only actually on two jobs that's it the rest of them were already we did the build outs on the inside Uh, built two from the ground up so we that's the only time we had to deal with (laughs) bricklayers
0: Wow. Yeah, it was uh, it, it's an interesting industry for sure. Yeah. So you you moved on from that and decided I'm going to go from construction into culinary.
1: Yes. Wow. Well, actually that was a kind of a simultaneous thing. So <laughs> um I I always loved cooking. Um and I just wow. I was kind of self-taught for a very long time and um then Um, as I was, um, really getting into it, I started becoming a food writer. I, well, I became a food writer, not starting to, I became a food writer. I was, um, doing recipe development for a number of websites. And, um, at the time, um, my specialty was Italian. I, it was, um, I made my own pizza dough, my own pasta, lots of, um, lots of refined carbohydrates. And then in, um, I think it was 2004, five or six, somewhere around there. My husband discovered the paleo diet and realized that I was having a lot of trouble. I had a lot of um, issues with my health. I had been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, IBS. Um, I was misdiagnosed with early onset rheumatoid arthritis. And so I just had a lot of things going on. And really every time I ate, I had, you know, I felt horrible and a lot of it was the refined carbohydrates. So once he took him a year to convince me to do it, and then once I did it, within three weeks, all of my symptoms were gone, including things that I didn't even recognize that were a problem. You know, you, those things that you kind of just believe are normal because you're aging and all of that stuff. And so, which is all a myth. Um, you're not supposed to deteriorate as you grow older. You are just supposed to grow older and then just die naturally. <laughs> not <laughs> And then die um, and do a long, slow dying death process. That's not how things are supposed to be. So um, anyway, all of the symptoms were gone. And I lost a lot of weight, which I needed to lose. um, But I didn't even try. So it was really a great thing. And once I recognized that it was... When I first all of the symptoms were gone. I was happy that I felt great and I had all this energy and all of this stuff, but I was really angry about having to give up these foods that I loved for, you know, to be healthy. And, um, and so I was in this state of denial. I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out how I can put all of these foods back into my diet and I'll be fine and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and once I realized our son played, um, baseball and he had been out of season, they had been kind of on break or whatever for about 12 weeks. And so I hadn't seen any of the parents for about 12 weeks. And this was about six weeks into paleo, um, I showed up at the baseball game or their very first baseball game and everybody was like, Oh my God, you look amazing. Like you've lost so much weight. You look so wow. Amazing. Your skin's so vibrant and you're, you know, you just look really radiant. What what did you do? And I hadn't done nothing. So, um, which, you know, women yo-yo diet and everything. So I hadn't even really noticed that I had lost all this weight because I always kept, you know, from a size six to a size twelve in my my um closet and would yo-yo back and forth all the time. And so it never even occurred to me that this was happening. And um, so that's when, in fact, my husband says, that's the day a paleo evangelist was born because uh, (laughs) really then that was when I realized, Oh, people really need this information and this could really help people. So, yeah. So we kind of moved forward from there.
0: (laughs) So so tell me, I I don't know anything like zero, nothing about the paleo diet. What, what is that? Anytime I hear the word diet, I'd like go, um, I yeah. like Boston cream donuts an awful lot. Not, I don't like eat them all the time, but I like to have one every now and then. Um, so what, what is the paleo diet? How strict is it? What's, what are the, the benefits of it?
1: there are a lot of people that would believe that paleo diet is very restrictive. I don't find it that I find it actually very, uh, free, free. Um, so, and we don't believe that paleo, this is a diet. We believe this is a lifestyle. This is something you can do because a lot of times people will go on a diet and it is not a sustainable diet. It is a diet to lose weight. And what happens is you lose the weight, but then as soon as you go off the diet, you regain back that weight and probably more. And that's because that's not sustainable. A sustainable lifestyle is something that you can do all the time that's healthy, that doesn't Mm -hmm. crack your, your immune system, doesn't crash your adrenals. All of that. So this is a lifestyle. This is the way that our ancestors ate, you know, back, um, back in the Paleolithic days. So, and we can't eat the foods that they ate at that time. They're just, those aren't available. But what we can do is take the nuance of what they did. And that is basically they ate in season. They ate what they, um, they were hunters and gatherers. So everything was natural. There was no refined carbohydrates. There was no processed foods. There was no added sugars, high fructose corn syrup. None of that stuff existed in nature. And so we just take cues from them and we eat what is natural in nature and as little processing as possible. And, um, you're just eating, um, meats, vegetables, a little bit of fruits, nuts, seeds, and really good fats. And really good fats are going to be obviously animal fats. Um, If you can tolerate dairy, um, some people cannot. Um, If you can tolerate dairy, then butter would be a really excellent fat. Um, not margarine, margarine is fake and is highly processed and it can make people very ill actually because of all the processing that they do. They bleach it, they deodorize it. It's disgusting. It, you, if you knew the whole process, wow, you'd never even want to look at it. So um, the, um, So basically, you're eating whatever is natural in nature, fishing, you know, anything that they could hunt, anything that they could gather that they could pick, berries um that came on a tree that um they could um tubers that were in the ground that kind of thing so you any of those things that are natural those are the things that you want to eat and those you can find on the perimeter of the the grocery store Yep, won't go down the aisles you only go down the aisles for the stuff that you need to clean your house that's it and this is the thing paleo is part of the lifestyle includes really um So this is what I would that that I say to people. It's removing all of the toxins in your life. And so you're removing toxic foods. You're removing toxic chemicals that you clean your house with toxic chemicals that you put on your body. Toxic chemicals. Fluoride is highly toxic. Um, You filtering your water. If you have, if you are in a municipality that puts fluoride in your water, I don't understand why they do this. It's a, a very known neurotoxin. It is highly toxic to particularly children. It should never be used. Um, and it is banned in 68 countries. Um, so the fact that the United States still allows this is really unbelievable, but um, so These are all of the things. The other thing is toxic people, toxic thoughts. That's your own, you know, your own internal um, that you really talking to yourself in a very kind and loving way is probably one of the best things that you can do for your mental health, your emotional health, your relationships for your entire life for your physical health. And then it, it kind of like builds and you end up being able to extend that to other people because until you love yourself, you cannot love anyone else. So um, it's a very,
0: that's all part of the paleo. Very much so. Wow. You know, my wife, I, I I am. She says, thank you, butter only. Uh, My wife's always like, I'm like, I like country crock, margarine, (laughs) And she's like, oh. "I am not buying that crap," and, and I'm like, "It's not crap; it's good." And
1: I'm so. gonna tell you. So I let me tell you something, Ken. I, I was a country crock um, fan for years and years and years because I didn't know what butter tasted like, and I didn't know what butter was, and of course, all the all the the lies that were told to us by the government about butter and you know demonizing it. And it is probably one of the best fats you can have. And wow. I, I believe it tastes a whole lot better because um, I'm dead serious when I tell you the process for margarine is so disgusting that if you knew it and you saw it, you would never, ever even go near it. Because wow. um, for one thing, before they even get to the process, they bleached the, the margarine and then they put coloring into the margarine but they put a deodorizer into it because it smells so horrific. So you've, wow. it's a ton of toxins. It's not something I would. Yeah. No. Wow. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble there, but I'm you something that's for your health because it is something I definitely, I loved country crop until I learned all of this.
0: <laughs> butter butter is so difficult to spread.
1: Oh, not if you let it sit on the counter. <laughs> Or you get a butter belt. I we've had a butter belt, so it keeps it keeps it from getting rancid. So yeah.
0: Okay. So. Uh, well, thanks for being on the show, Michelle. Have a nice day.
1: You're <laughs> welcome,
0: Oh my gosh. So, um, so so, let's let's back up. So you you were in the construction management you, um, you went to culinary school. So are you a chef?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. That's pretty cool.
1: Um, I'm not not an acting chef. I'm not a practicing chef at this point.
0: Right. Well, that's still really cool. So, um, my wife said she buys whipped butter. Okay. Well, (laughs) I don't even know where the kitchen is in our house really. So, um, So, so, and this, was this, was this pretty close to after you got out of college? How I'm, I'm trying to put the timeline together here.
1: Okay. So I've been to college several times throughout my life. So this was, um, you know, this was a 16 year. um, mm, Yeah, that was 16 years ago. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so what did you do after you became a chef? Did you go get a job as a chef?
1: Nope. I started my own catering company. Oh. I I actually um initially I went to work for a company that I was gonna we we were in um conversation. I was the executive chef and I was going to become part owner of it. And then we um we started Paleo FX and I had a catering company and it was just it was too much um, to try to keep all those going. Um, as if anybody's a chef, you know, that you spend a lot of hours on your feet and, um, you know, I'm not a spring chicken, so it was not, it wasn't a good mix, but then Paleo FX really took off and I was the sole, um, I don't know. I ran Paleo FX by myself from 2013 till 2016. Um, I had my, I hired my very first employee in December of 2015, in anticipation of the 2016 event, I had a lot of volunteers that helped, but I I was really the only one that was running it. So it was it was just too much. So I ended up um, putting the catering company on the back burner. I was trying to get somebody to take it over because I was doing really well with it, but yeah, yeah, just, that just didn't work out. So
0: so so what is Paleo FX?
1: Paleo FX is um, a company that my husband and I founded, it is the largest paleo health and wellness platform and event in the world and we have the largest repository of paleo information in the entire world. And so we have had, it's a three-day immersion event when we have the live event and um, we have a health entrepreneur FX event the day before, which is for entrepreneurs that are in the health and wellness space um, who are looking to really have massive impact in the world where they really contribute to the health of the planet, uh, the people and the planet. And um, a lot of those people are really um, passionate about what they do. but a lot of them don't really know how to run a business because they've worked for somebody else and had like a major health breakthrough and really want to, you know, kind of pay that forward and really help other people. So they're very passionate. So we, that's one of the things that we do is we help train them into how to run a very successful and profitable business, a health business. So we do that. And then, um, yeah, it's, so basically, I just say that that it's a three-day Paleo party. It's a lot of fun. So we,
0: is that in Texas?
1: Yes, it's in Austin, Texas, in the spring. Okay. Um, obviously, we were canceled this year because of COVID nineteen. So our yeah. virtual event is actually happening on November the fourteenth, and I um, I don't know if I can. I can um, put links in here. I think I can send you the link though. I can send you a link for people if they're interested. We're going to do a virtual event on November the 14th.
0: Put it, put it in the private chat and I'll, I'll um, go ahead and put it in there and I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the bottom of the screen scrolling. Okay. Yeah.
1: So we've had um, over, this would have been our, uh, we're going into our 10th year Wow. Um, we have, we usually have about a hun- over a hundred speakers. Um, mm-hmm. Over the years, we have hosted 42 New York times bestselling authors and we have multiple stages running at the same time. We have um, workout um, areas where people are instructing how to work out properly and having different workshops and classes. And wow. so we've had, it's a, it's really large. <laughs> Um, we take over the entire Palmer event center here in Austin, Texas, which is 90,000 square feet inside and 30,000 square feet outside. And so so it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. But, um, in 2019, our attendance was, um, over 8,500 people. So we were 10,000 this year. So yeah,
0: that's a lot of people.
1: Yes, it is. And uh, wow. so, yeah, the um, virtual event is going to be a blast. So if any of your people would like to join us, they can, and I'll give you that link here in just a yeah. second. Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
0: is it is it on your website?
1: Yeah. Yes, I. Um, we have a landing page, so I'll give you the link straight, directly to that, so they don't. They'll have that information.
0: Yeah, just pop it in the private chat there, and I'll post it on the. The bottom.
1: There you go. Um, yeah, so we are. We're looking forward to that. We have. I don't know how many New York Times bestsellers speaking at this event right now. This, at this time, but there's quite a few. So. Um, wow. And we run the gamut from we. Um, so at Pillar Effects, we believe in seven pillars of health that you um, need to in order to be a fully optimized human. You need to have all seven pillars running properly and being fairly balanced. And that the first one is physical health, mental health, emotional health, relational health, financial health, spiritual health, and then tribal health. And um, so we run the gamut of all of that. We talk about um, uh, uh, regenerative agriculture, decentralization of markets, um, decentralizing education, government, financial systems, healthcare, everything. We talk about all of that at pillow effects and more. (laughs) So, um, it's a really, um, it's lots of stuff. So it will appeal to just about anyone that wants to really learn, um, about the best way to get healthy and help their community or their family or whoever get healthy because, um, we have lots of different information. And the thing is, is at the end of the day, we're all completely individually designed. So we do not, you know, we don't all need, need and require the same things as each other. So it's really paleo is a template to start out with where you figure out and you test what works for you and what doesn't and makes you feel um, the best. But the big part of Paleo is reconnecting to the system that you actually have within your body. And um, the thing is, is that at the end of the day, our body is completely capable of healing itself of every single disease there is out there. Wow. The thing is, is if you aren't giving your body what it needs to be able to do that job, you're hindering its ability to do that job. And that's when we see disease pop up. That's when we see is when the body cannot heal itself because it's not being fueled properly. And so, um, yeah, that's really important. One of our, one of our core beliefs is that we want to empower people to take their health into their own hands, but we believe it's not only their, um, their right, but it's their responsibility because at the end of the day, you're the only one that cares the most about your health. And um, doctors, God love them, but they just don't have the capability to be your advocate. They don't have the time, and especially with all of the mandates that they're under, they cannot. Um, they they can't give you more than five minutes, and that's not enough time to be able to be your advocate. You have to do that work, and so we try to make that work as easy as possible.
0: So it, it sounds like you guys really are into socialism. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding. Yeah. So, so, um, <laughs> with the current political environment, why not go there? Yeah. Um, I'm just teasing. So, I so, <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. No, I totally fine. I
0: didn't go on there. So, so, um, So, okay, you are, um, that this is, this is, this has got me very curious. So, um, because like I, I've, I've been diagnosed with, um, diverticulitis and Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter what in the world I do. I get these flare ups and it's like, you know, so, so you're saying that there's something I can do about that with paleo.
1: Absolutely. Yes, you can definitely do something about that. Um, It goes, the diverticulitis goes right back to your diet. What what exactly are you consuming? What are you putting into your body on a daily basis? And what are you doing to, you know, have any type of movement, exercise, that kind of thing. So yes, all of it goes back to that. And the thing is, is that working out or exercise doesn't have to be strenuous and doesn't have to be tedious. It doesn't have to be long. It can be something you really enjoy. If you love um, walking, if you love going for a bike ride, I do not like, well, hold on. I'm trying to reframe that for myself that I do love to work out. And um it's not been something that I've enjoyed over the years. So I have I so I do a lot of walking, I do a lot of hiking, I do a lot of things. I will do some working out here at home and some types of exercises that that are really beneficial for me that I enjoy and that I can do easily and you know fairly effortlessly to, you know, really keep my health in check. But Um, I, you know, I sauna a lot and do a lot of those things because it helps rid your body of toxins, helps your body get rid of them a lot quicker. So really great things to do, um, for yourself, but it's all of that. It's how you manage all of your health is, is starts with your food. And in fact, that's it for anybody that really wants to know how to begin paleo, my, um, two of New York times bestselling authors were at PaleoFX. effects. They, um, they actually launched this book at PaleoFX effects uh, years ago. Um, at our first year, I think oh. oh, they did the pre-sales at our, at our event. Um, but it's called, it starts with food and it was written by Dallas Hartwig and Melissa um, urban Hartwig. And it's a, an incredible book. It's an easy read. It is very easy to follow. And it is the, Number one book that that we recommend to all of our clients, because number one, it will get results, but it is also again easy to do, um, and it's really Im- easy information to follow.
0: Now, is is paleo? It seems like I've heard about paleo being like, is it is it gluten like gluten free? Yeah, we so have- I, I had a I had a friend tell me, I, I, I'm pretty sure he told me that him and his wife were doing, um, paleo and he's like, and he goes into this, this, um, long diatribe about how, you know, the, our uh, people a thousand years ago didn't eat wheat. And and so talk a little bit about that. What, what is the, if they didn't, why does it even exist? And how did we discover that it it makes bread or whatever?
1: Uh, okay, so oh, well, um, it's totally not okay. It's partially true. That's partially true. We wheat as we know it today is was not available years and years. We are now eat a hybridized wheat that is um hybridized and um uh, modified, that's the, probably the best way I can put it modified to create very fast growing wheat. That's highly glutinous. And this is the, the problem with it is that we, um, our bodies have not adapted and evolved yet to continue to eat this and to be able to, um, sustain health while eating it. So, um, while there's a lot of people that have actually what they call celiac, which is an a very extreme allergic reaction to that can sometimes um, actually in result in death Um, for those people. um, So just a very severe, extremely allergic reaction. Then there's just kind of a spectrum of where you fall on that. And pretty much nobody should be eating gluten. Um, Even people who say, Oh, I don't have any problems. The problem, the thing is until you remove it from your diet, And you see whether or not you have any problems. um, You will you'll notice it pretty quickly after you removed it from your diet. And so it's very problematic because what it creates is, and probably a lot of people have now been hearing about this um, leaky gut, because what it does is it destroys the junctions in your um, in your digestive tract. It's villi that that kind of keeps everything um, moving along and. Um, protects you and so what happens is it breaks down that gets through and gets into your system and then what what happens is an autoimmune response where the body starts attacking itself because it's now got it's got an, an, a foreign invader and so it needs to take care of it and so you it ends up sending all of this immunity to um to the to the invader to try to get rid of it and then what happens is it it causes chronic inflammation in the person, so. And and is that
0: in every part of their body or just within uh, the gut area?
1: It can be all, it can end up all over your body. You can, a lot of people, it joints. That's how I ended up being misdiagnosed with early onset rheumatoid arthritis. They thought that I had that, I didn't. It was because I had inflammation in my joints and it was due to leaky gut, due to gluten. And so once all of that was removed, all the chronic inflammation Went away. One of the things that you'll notice immediately after, um, within a couple of weeks of getting gluten out of your diet, is there's this puffiness that people have. That ha- um, that's from chronic inflammation. And so when you get- I
0: don't have that.
1: <laughs> when you get rid of it, you will see that go away, and you'll start. A lot of people have a lot of problems in their joints, their fingers, they. They kind of hurt and everything. I'm like trying to do this and I can't find where, where it's at. So like just moving fingers, <clears throat> having issues in their knees and in their ankles, all of that stuff, That that is caused usually by leaky gut and having that chronic inflammation come from an autoimmune response. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: wow. Now, do doctors know about this?
1: Oh yeah, they know about it now. They didn't for a while. But most doctors don't um, don't even consider nutrition. And the reason being, and this is no fault of their own. This is not the system that they were trained in. So um, if your doctor even got, you know, six hours of nutrition in the entire 12 to 15 years he was in, in school, <clears throat> that he's very lucky because most of the time they don't get any kind of nutrition, which is absolutely ludicrous considering the fact that, all disease stems from you know some kind of nutrition, mm-hmm. nutritional issue. All I, let me take that back. All forms of um, of uh, diseases of modernity, um, you know, chronic disease, those types of things. Those all come from what you're putting into your mouth, and those are all controllable by what you put in your mouth, and so. The, the things that <clears throat> like the communicable diseases and everything like that, um, that's something that's different. And um, so they were they're trained in a system for communicable disease, which we have pretty much eliminated and wiped out through all of the years of medications, vaccines, that kind of thing. Um, so we've gotten rid of that. So we don't need that system anymore. That's a health system that is made for maintaining um, sick people it's maintaining your disease It is putting giving you a pill and masking your symptoms to make your symptoms go away but it doesn't get to the core root of what the problem is and generally the core root of any of your problems and when it comes to any kind of medical problems is going to go back to what you eat and how you live your life it's all wow. it doesn't have it's how you sleep what how do you manage your stress all of these things so um we talk about all of that kind of effects.
0: Okay, so you you, I mean, now have the largest paleo gathering in the world. You said, And mm-hmm. Austin, Texas, once a year. You have a virtual event coming up, which is really cool. Um, I would imagine you have even more attendees than you do in person in the in the virtual space. Um, this is
1: the first time we're doing it virtually, so we don't know.
0: Wow. Have- yeah. <laughs> wow um so let's let's talk a little bit about um you know through through this journey because i mean if you go from you went from college to college to college (laughs) and then then you're like all right i'm a chef and and you have this cater how long did you have the catering company
1: uh for two and a half years and then put it on the background i actually have it I put it on the back burner. I've never shut the, shut the catering company down.
0: I got you. Okay. So, and my wife does before
1: my taxes, it's a zero, but it shows up on my taxes.
0: Yeah. So my wife has a question. Can you use almond flour, sweet, Mm -hmm. whatever that is and coconut flour?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the almond flour and coconut flour are pretty much, and then now what's really um, starting to grow um, use of in the paleo world is um, cassava flour and tapioca flour, and so those are those um, all work. Sorghum, sweet sorghum, you can use it. Um, one of the things that I would do is really test that, and so one of the ways that you can test whether or not a uh, food is really good for you or not, is your insulin response to a food. So you have an insulin response no matter what you put in your mouth. And it just depends on how much of a spike. And the thing is, is that you want to keep your spikes really, really low. You don't want it to soar because this is where we end up getting into areas where we get into prediabetes or diabetes. And type 2 diabetes is absolutely 1,000% reversible, it is all lifestyle. You do not need to take a medication for it, you need to change your lifestyle if you've been diagnosed with pre-diabetes, or you are are type 2. So my buddy
0: Weldon says he's type 2. Yeah. So that's reversible.
1: Paleo diet is the absolute best thing you could ever do for yourself if you have type 2 diabetes. Wow things, Barnett, um, And we see people that, that um, constantly um, start paleo and immediately get off medications and insulin and that kind of thing when they are type two. And so um, in fact, um, you can go to warri- uh, diabeteswarrior.net. And I think there's a hyphen between diabetes and warrior, but I'm not positive about that. And you'll see st- thousands of stories of people reversing their diabetes, and then even type one, um, drastically reducing their insulin response be, uh, or their insulin use, um, because they go on their, their diet. Wow.
0: So, yeah. so <clears throat> along the way you've had, um, you've had challenges along the way. Uh-huh. Um, I, 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 can imagine that, uh, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years, so, um, I I know that that I had a vehicle repossessed in front of all my employees one day. That was fun. Oh. Um, so you know, it's like, hey, you guys are getting paid, just I'm not. So, <laughs>
1: and, oh, been there, done that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So, you know, what are some of the the challenges you've faced along the way? Because it sounds like you and your husband. Um, found this paleo diet and, um, and, you know, uh, you started a business out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But what are some of the challenges you faced along the way that um, you thought, you know, I, I don't think we'll get through this.
1: Well, um, 11 and a half years ago, there's a picture right there. That's our daughter, Brittany and um she was killed in a car accident 11 and a half years ago and um Mm. killed um three days before her 23rd birthday and one week before her college graduation music and worship ministry major so she had intended to be well she was going to be a minister and she intended to work in the mission field she had just returned from three and a half months in south africa Mm. and was absolutely in love with mission work and so um that was absolutely devastating. Um, so, oh. we and we had this huge party planned for her um, birthday, for her graduation. Thank you so much, Weldon. Um, all of these things. Um, planned for, you know, to celebrate. And we ended up on her, what would have been her 23rd birthday, holding her first memorial service. And what happened was um, there were about 700 people in attendance and they had a receiving line for us. And we stood there and received almost all of those people. Wow. And um, they started telling us how Brittany had changed their lives. And it was not um, this superficial, oh, she changed my life. It was, she said this to me, she did that. She took me here. I, you know, she showed me this, whatever it was, it was all of these very profound things that she did to change their life. And, um, you know, we were a little numb and running on autopilot that night, but we we were in shock. Like, it wasn't even 23 yet. She died three days before she turned 23. So, for someone of that age to have that kind of impact in the world. And and we kept hearing how much it had grown. And so she had three memorial services here in the United States, and then they held two other ones for her, one in South Africa. And then there was a group of people that were from Ireland that were in South Africa with Brittany, and they were so impacted by her, they held another memorial service for her in Ireland. So this kid- yeah. had memorial services. And you know, they say that the turnout for your, your memorial service isn't about you. It's about what's the weather like. And so for her to have all of these memorial services was like shocking, but it was, we were just so proud of her. And one of the things that Keith and I said was, we've got to figure out how to carry on that legacy. We can't let that die with her. We need to, we need to figure out how to, how to change people's lives. And of course we were already paleo at this point. We are already very involved in that. And, and, uh, so we, it took us a while. We were really, um, kind of just trying to figure out how to do that because Brittany's gifts were music and worship and prophecy and ministry and all of this, and she could preach and she, was a beautiful worshiper. If you watched her, everybody just knew she was always on fire for God. And so it was a a beautiful thing to watch. And so those were definitely not our gifts. So we were trying to figure out what is this going to look like to carry on her legacy. And so, um, as we were, you know, trying to figure that out, what we realized was that, okay, to carry on her legacy, we, just operate in our gifts. And our gifts were food and nutrition and fitness and health and wellness. And so um, what happened is we were, um, uh, two years after Brittany passed away, we were at um, the inaugural Ancestral Health Symposium, which is a very decidedly academic symposium. And Keith was speaking at that symposium that year. My husband is a trainer to trainers and a personal trainer. and. Um, We owned gyms at the time and um, were involved in a, in a fitness equipment company. And so we had a lot of, of um, we had, he had a lot of followers at that point. And so they had him speaking there. And when we left the event, we were sitting on the runway at LAX and I was just like going, you know, it would have been great if they would have had, you know, like cooking demonstrations or they would have been showing people how to do this stuff. And then, if they would have had movement sessions so they could show people how to work out properly where they weren't, you know, wouldn't hurt themselves because the big CrossFit craze was at that time. Yeah. And people were being injured left and right, and it's because they didn't have proper form and they didn't know how to do the compound movements properly so that they wouldn't injure themselves or also be connected to their body to know that they were putting a strain on their body that would cause an injury. So um, we were sitting there talking about this and Keith was like, well, you know, it's a academic symposium. They're not going to do, you know, that that's not what they do. And so <clears throat> we were sitting there and he was like, you know, I think this is what we should do. And, um, I was like, okay, yeah. Anyway, so six months later we launched paleo effects <laughs> and, um, we had almost 700 people in attendance the first year. So,
0: and that was, that was, so that was about nine years ago. It sounds like.
1: Yeah, it was. Yes, it was
0: in 2012. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, eight eight years ago. So, so you first. I am so sorry for your loss. I, mm-hmm. I, I uh, again, as I told you before we went on air, I, I cannot imagine. I have oh, two. Don't,
1: don't try to. It's not. It's not something I recommend.
0: Yeah. Wow. But it sounds like her her legacy is definitely still okay. alive, alive and well.
1: Yes. Well, and that's one of the things we, we talk about is that her legacy was born on that runway. And, you know, here we're going into our 10th year and our 10th event. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and her legacy is alive and well and changed, still changing thousands and thousands of people's lives. And has probably changed hundreds of thousands of people's lives over the years.
0: You know, um, not to go off topic, but I do want to address what Weldon said. He said, here's my deal. I have another health condition that requires me to be on a high calorie, high, high carb diet. So it's challenging with the type two. I'm that.
1: happy to, if you want to reach out to me, I'm happy to discuss because I can tell you that's probably not there's no there's no health condition that should require you to be high calorie and high carb. None.
0: Well, yeah. So, so you're opening the door. Weldon can reach out to you and, and, and yeah, it sounds like you absolutely know what you're talking about. So, and again, I, you know, like my sister's a nurse practitioner. I know that, you know, it's like, um, doctors don't know everything. (laughs) And, and, and neither, and, and I've always been like, and, and Weldon said he will. So, um, I've always been of the, you know, I, I was a, uh, I was different. I did, I hated school and in 12th grade, they're like, Hey dude, um, you're not graduating. You didn't get a biology credit in 10th grade. And I'm like, yeah, cause that class sucked. I hated it. Like, and, and, and I'm like, I'm never dissecting a frog again. What the heck do I need biology for? That's stupid. And so they didn't see it the way I did. And so I didn't graduate. Mm-hmm. and, and, um, and I never got a GED. I always felt like that was like an admission of failure. <laughs> so, but I have had a lot of college graduates work for me over the years. So, um, but you know, I, I think that I look at that in, in today now, cause for a long time I lived very insecure about that. But today it's like, wait a minute, I didn't get pumped full of a bunch of old information. I, I I taught myself at 20, 21 years old to do my own research. I always thought, you know, wait a minute, so these books that they're teaching us out of that are 50 years old, who originated that? Who had the original thought behind all of that? So You know, we can learn on our own. That we can do our own research. We can learn on our own.
1: I would say it is absolutely imperative that we do our own research, and that we also make sure that we are really in control of what our children are learning. Because at the end of the day, yes, happening in education currently is that we are being told what to think, not how to think. And so that's what you're seeing a huge results of. What you're seeing a lot of right now is our education system at work. It's because there's not critical thinkers anymore. We didn't, you know, back when I was in school, I was taught how to think, I was not taught what to think. It's changed tremendously. Yeah. And so I would, <clears throat> that's, if I had children currently going through our current education system, I'd have a whole lot to say about what's being done and what's being taught at currently. And so we talk a lot about that at Halo FX. We talk about how do you think critically? How do you do your own research? Um, and the thing is, is at the end of the day, when you have a, a country that is now deemed a corporation that it has got the same rights as a human, there's a problem there. That's a huge problem and a big red flag. And so yep. when a corporation has the same rights as we do as humans in this country, that's a problem. And you can follow the money on just about anything and figure out why you're being told or you're being taught the information you're being taught. It follows back to somebody's money.
0: Yeah. So um, You said it's a big red flag. It could be a big blue flag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, or that. Um, so, yeah, it's really uh, that's really interesting because you know the thing is is that we are we're in a really <laughs> unprecedented time in history, we and when you see censorship the way that it is, and you see things happening the way that it's happening, people are not stopping to think. Okay, you may not agree with the information that's being censored, and that's okay. There's no reason for you to okay, I have to believe this information, but why is any information being suppressed and censored? Why? You have to ask that question. Yep. And the thing is, is what is there to say that you're, the information you believe in the things that you want to put out there into the world aren't going to get censored next? The thing is, when we accept that, we are, we are headed down the wrong path and we are in trouble. Yep. And so that's the problem that we are... We don't have people critically thinking through all of this process. Yeah, you may hate Trump. You may hate Biden. You may hate Kamala Harris, Pence, whatever, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, whatever. Whoever you hate, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, the fact that you are in still what is supposed to be a free country, if you're not being able to say what you believe freely and it's being censored because- corporations have a lot of money on the line this this election a whole lot of money and if you don't know that then you need to you need to get educated about that research and critically think through what is happening right now why are people being censored okay i i agree with this or i don't agree with it doesn't matter why are people being censored we're in a free country and the the thing is is it's communism when you cannot you cannot say what you want freely and you are yeah. There are people coming into your house and taking you away and doing all of these things. And people may think that's really crazy, but that just happened to a woman in Australia Yeah, just happened to her. And all she did, she was pregnant too. That was what got me is they came in and took her away because she was talking about um, organizing a peaceful protest in her area and on Facebook and she got arrested. And I'm just like, whoa, people, like if you don't see this and see that there's a problem with that, and I don't, like I said, I don't care if you, you, you're you going to vote for Biden, you're going to vote for Trump. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me, Joe Jorgensen, whatever, vote for whoever you want, but everybody has a right to their own opinion and they have a free, you know, it's still a free country right now. It won't be after November 3rd if we don't watch who we vote for, but I'll leave that yeah. Sitting
0: right there. Well, I think that uh, first off, I one thousand percent agree with you, and I'm pretty sure that 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 oh. I know somebody that would endorse your message. <laughs> you look, look at the screen.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, um, no, I look. I think that um, that there's a serious problem in this this country, but. I, you know, I, I and and good. I I just did a live stream the other night w- with a panel of five of us that um, that that was it was it was intense. <clears throat> it was very intense. But um, I think I, I'd like to like to talk a little bit more about for the. For the the lay person that doesn't understand, gosh, we're already at an
1: hour. What? <laughs> well, we what we did? You had the technical issues, so we ended up going on. I think just like literally right.
0: Yeah. After so fifty six minutes, I can't even believe that. So so um, for the for the lay person that that um, you know when I when I hear anything with diet. Again, whether you call it a diet or not, it's a lifestyle change, which is now honestly everything I've heard is like now everybody's saying, oh, no, this isn't a diet. It's a lifestyle. And 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 OK, but still, when you have the average human being is on autopilot, mm-hmm. um, the average human being, you know, Don, Don Miguel Ruiz in The Four Agreements talks about the programming of the human and you know tony robbins talks about how our belief systems are all you know built up by these these legs under the table and and it's hard to change those and and so you know for the average person that's on autopilot and they're like yeah but i love eating my grilled cheese fried grilled cheese and bologna sandwich every day or i love fried pork chops and and fried potatoes for dinner which gosh that sounds good hey babe if you're still watching um, I have a dinner idea for tonight. <laughs> anyway, so you're like, oh, this guy's going to be a hard one to change. But so, so for the people though that are on autopilot that don't really think like, man, I, yeah, I deal with a couple of little aches and pains here and there. But my gosh, I, 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 I just love my wife. My wife you just typing. Oh, you see <laughs> <me> the comments. <laughs> I'm going to block her from this stream. So um,
1: how do you get... Just reach out to me. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's nice. So how do you get through to... How do you... Is it convince? Is the word convince? How do you get through to somebody to help them have this shift?
1: Well, this is the thing. Unless you are... You feel like you're ready to have, you know, really healthy, (laughs) a really healthy life, feel amazing and great every day, not feel crappy, don't have aches and pains until you're ready to like let that go. It's kind of hard to convince you, but I will tell you that it's an interesting situation. We so I'm I hate the now this whole new normal thing that we've got going on now, but the thing is, is that at the end of the day, you have this normal that's in your life that you right. come to believe is just part of your your existence. And oh, okay, I'm getting older, so my you know this is going to deteriorate or that's going to deteriorate. That's all a myth and a lie. That is not true. That is something that's been sold to us. It is propaganda. It is propaganda sold to us by big pharma, big ag, big uh, big business. Period. Because they want you to buy their goods and they want you to buy their pharmaceuticals and they want you to buy their stuff because you believe that you are supposed to, you know, have really crappy health and deteriorate and have this low, slow, slow, long burn into death. That's not how things are supposed to be. So, you know, they have this curve where they say this is the way you're supposed to die. That's not true. The way you're supposed to die is you're supposed to be born. You're supposed to live and then you die. That's it. There's no this, none of that. And the thing is that's a myth. So we become conditioned to believe that this is our normal, that, okay, I have this knee pain. I have this back pain. I have an elbow. I've got my wrist hurts. My fingers hurt, My whatever. My back, my neck hurts all the time, blah, 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 blah. These are all normal. They're not normal. And when you actually... um Start putting nutrition into your body that actually makes your body healthy and makes you feel great, have great cognitive um, focus, have really great – you just feel good and you're happier. The other thing is lots of foods contribute to depression. Depression came about – if you look back at the history, depression came about since the onset of agriculture. And all of those things all contribute to – poor health. And the, like I talked about the inflammation, the chronic inflammation, the autoimmune um, uh, conditions, all of that, that's all been since the agricultural revolution. That's all happened since then. So depression came about and depression is, is mostly what you've, what you've um, put into your body. And that is a whole lot of toxins too. So lots of mental health issues can go, goes right back to your nutrition and to what's in being put into your body, what's being put on your body, what's being put in your environment, lots of toxins, lots of neuro toxins are in lots of things that are allowed in this country that are not allowed in 68 countries around the world. So wow. it's incredible. So I'm just going to say, these are the things that you get used to and you think are normal. Well, they're not. And when you actually start putting nutrition into your body that makes you feel better, gives you great cognitive ability, you will understand what it feels like to feel good. And that is a new normal that I can get behind and be all happy about the new normal with masks and all that crap. Not, not, not getting behind that.
0: You know, I've I've not worn a mask yet,
1: (laughs) Well, I wish I could say that I haven't, but I've had to travel, so. Um, yeah,
0: I, mean, I haven't. I, well, I, I refused.
1: I chose to travel, but.
0: I'm not gonna. I'm not getting on an airplane until they they stop this foolishness. But yeah. anyway, so. Um,
1: I can answer that last question real quick. Yeah,
0: I, I wanted to wanted to pop that up again. Charles is a good buddy of mine, and my wife. So a buddy of mine recently reached out to me and he's like, hey, man, I'm sending you a link to a book. You need to check it out. And it was Dr. Axe's Keto Diet yes. book. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, and he, 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 and his, what'd you say?
1: He's been a speaker at Halo Effects.
0: Oh, wow. So he, he, his book, everything he talks about is absolutely amazing. Um, however, what I found is getting into ketosis, I still haven't my wife has I haven't like mm-hmm. it's not easy
1: yeah well it's actually it's not terribly hard to get into ketosis it's really just about <clears throat> really watching your macros and so the difference between keto and paleo is keto is under paleo the under paleo un, under the paleo um, umbrella. Okay. Um, you can be keto and paleo and you, um, at the same time you can, um, and you can be keto and not be paleo at all. So it really totally depends on how you go about keto. And so, um, so there are a lot of people in keto that don't really care. Uh, they're doing keto, not really, they're wanting to lose weight or wanting to do those things. And they're not really wanting to, um, concern themselves with doing keto in a way that's really consistent with health. And so um, the thing is, is that you can use different carbohydrates the way that you do. Um, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm doing, I'm thinking cyclic keto. So sorry, let's scratch all of that. You, well, there are some things that a lot of people in keto will eat that are, that have lots of toxins in them and everything. So those are the things that you want to watch and, and really be careful of. But the difference between keto and paleo is that keto, you're more concerned about your macros and reducing carbohydrates. Paleo doesn't, it, your template could be that you eat a lot more carbs. Um, my husband works out probably six, seven times you know, a week. So he does a whole lot more carbohydrates than I do because his body right. needs them. Right. Now I don't, so I don't eat that kind of carbs. So I'm a lot more keto a lot of times than he is although he can get into ketosis a lot faster than I can. And the reason being is because he works out the way that he does and because he eats a lot more um, fat and he eats a lot more protein than I do. And so um, when he does have carbohydrates, it's usually just to fuel his workouts and so he burns through them really quickly. So it really depends um, what you're doing keto for. And I would highly recommend that if you are a woman to be very, very careful about doing keto and to be make sure that you really research and you really understand um, how to do keto properly because it can really mess up your hormones. So um, wow. our friend, um, Louis Villasenor owns ketogains.com. It's probably one of the best sites on keto that I know of. And you can find a keto calculator there that actually helps you for the goals that you want to set, how you work out, how you live, all of those things. It's a really great calculator. It's ketogains.com, and um, they're probably one of the best um, sources of all keto information. And um, like I said, I am I, I do a modified Mediterranean keto diet, and what that means is that I have an APOE 3-4 allele, which is a genetic marker for early onset Alzheimer's. Now, my genetic marker does not mean I'm going to get it. It means I'm higher risk for getting it. So it's completely... Um, you. Your All your genetic markers are, are basically light switches. Do you decide whether you're going to turn the light switch on or off? And I've chosen not to turn that light switch on, not to get Alzheimer's. So my diet is a um, modified Mediterranean keto diet. So I eat more monounsaturated fats versus saturated fats, which is mostly what a lot of people in paleo do, which are really healthy fats for you, and usually brain protective. But for um, the APOE4 allele, it's not, it's not protective for us. So we stay away from um, heavy saturated fats. And so um, it's just information you can know about to to really know how to guide your personal health. And so that's something I highly recommend for people to do. And another thing that I highly recommend people do is keep really great labs. And I don't care how young you are, start getting your labs as early as you possibly can, keep them because what will help you later on is knowing what your benchmarks are because we're all completely individual. And so what happens is that doctors go off of a base um, benchmark and they go off of markers based on sick people. Well, I don't wanna Mm be, I don't wanna be average. so. I want to know what mine are and what's for me and what's what's the appropriate markers for me. And if you keep a baseline as you're aging, you'll know what it is. So you'll know when something's off really quickly.
0: My wife makes I literally was just finishing the smoothie. Um, (laughs) She makes a smoothie every morning with that. All of that stuff. What do you think of those?
1: Well, this is what I will say about smoothies is that is a, a, a massive and it doesn't. I know that you I see broccoli, parsley, kale, turmeric and ginger root in there. And that those are all great. The problem that you have there is you have orange, apple and pineapple in there, plus honey. And um, that's an, a, a massive insulin hit.
0: But I like it. <laughs> well,
1: this is my recommendation. You don't have to do a weight with it. What you want to do is not have it it first thing in the morning. What you want to do is have a protein and a fat first thing in the morning, no carbohydrates. And when you have a protein and a fat first thing in the morning, you keep your insulin level so that you are not having a spiked blood sugar. Because you know that crash where you get high sugar and then it drops and then you feel tired and you're cranky. Like
0: every afternoon? Yes.
1: Yes. And then after I eat lunch. Yes. So that's that's an insulin hit. That's what happens. Wow. Plus insulin, the insulin hits are actually damaging to our system. But it's the only right. way to be be able to get our blood sugar um regulated. But you're you're throwing all the sugar into your thing and insulin's the only thing that can combat it. So wow. So you're just wanting to always keep your insulin as as um as level as you possibly can. And so, and the other thing I would do is when you do that smoothie, throw a cinnamon in there. Uh,
0: so what, when you, say, what, you said protein and a fat, like I, I'm picturing grabbing a piece of, of fatty cold steak or something like that. Yeah. You-
1: perfect, perfect breakfast, some steak and some eggs. That's the best breakfast ever.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: No bread, no bread. You want to mix the bread, but yeah, it's the best. It's the best. My husband's in there going, Oh, yum. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) His office is right next to mine. So, um, we're
0: going to have your husband on the show too. Yeah. I, I think that, um, wow, that's a lot of information. So, um, and to process the no bread, I, let me, let me process that. I'll get back to you in 20 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not, I'm, I'm kidding. So um, <laughs> Charles says, honey, fire up the grill. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So um, sh- sh- I have an org. What's an orgain chocolate.
1: It's a brand. Oh, um- uh,
0: and she adds peanut butter. Is that good?
1: Um, no, I mix the peanut butter.
0: Mix the peanut butter, babe. Get rid of it.
1: We're gonna do if you want something like that. Put cashew butter in. It's way better for you. Mm. Peanuts are a legume. They are not a nut, and they are. There is absolutely zero way to cook out or remove the toxins that are in nuts. And they have. Um, they have a, a fungus in them that is really. Uh, it which is an antitoxin for um uh for humans i nothing with peanut butter not nothing and i love i loved peanut butter so i just moved over to cashew butter and to almond butter so you can add any of those those are really really great um
0: what about nutella
1: oh that's awful Ah. (laughs)
0: Have have you ever had nutella
1: it's full of sugar it's totally full of sugar plus I am not a hazelnut fan so it's just oh. but, are, but I will tell you there are a lot of and you'll you'd see them at pillow fX too is that um, there's a lot of really healthy brands of, of the of version a healthier version of the Nutella with the a really great cacao and with um the hazelnut butter so you can find really healthy ones just look for the ones that are like non-gmo that are organic and that is that that have cacao. Yeah, sorry, hate to break that, but it is if you look at the label on Nutella, you've got a lot of toxins in there and you also have um it's a lot of sugar. And I they, don't
0: I mean I so, you know, I know a lot of people read labels. I read labels and I'm like, I don't know what half this crap is. What are you talking that's about?
1: It. That's it. That right there is the key. If you don't know what's in it, don't eat it. If you don't understand what's in it, so the only thing you should be eating is the stuff that's on the outside circle of the 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 grocery store, the out the, the perimeter. That's where you want to shop. That's where all the real food is. But you
0: said orange and pineapple and apples are bad.
1: No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, doing those first thing in the morning is an insulin.
0: Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. No, those are not bad at
1: all. Those are those oh. are fine. You want to eat okay. them. You don't want to eat those out of season. But the thing is, is that you want to also have those with something that's going to. um, So I would like in that smoothie to kind of take down the insulin is put some protein in it. Wow. But have it later. Don't do it first thing in the morning. So do it like maybe as a snack that pick me up that you might need in the afternoon. Do it then.
0: Okay. The smoothie. Yes. But then it'll crash again.
1: No, 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 no. Not if you put protein in it.
0: Oh, okay. See, there is so much. And this is why your event is so important to attend. And exactly. it, and it's a virtual event. How how many days is the event?
1: The virtual event is one day. The live event is three.
0: Okay. So you're having it. when? What What is the date of the virtual event again?
1: November the 14th. And if you can if you can't continue live, we have the ability for you to get access to it for 30 days.
0: Wow. What if what if we want it forever? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. Bad. We have you could just go to our paleo FX site because we've got oh. remember we have so much information.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to dig into that. I know, I'll bet you, I'll bet you a hundred dollars. My wife already has it open in a tab on her computer. (laughs) I'll bet she does. So, um,
1: okay. Well then, let me tell you, um, when you reach out to me, I'm involved in a company called ID Life and my company is ID Life Wellness that's within that. And um, the shakes that we have are amazing. There's only seven ingredients in them. They are or um, organically derived. They're non-GMO. They are. Um, they taste like you're having a, a like a, a milkshake. It's so good, and they taste wow. really. Good and they are really super clean. And it's probably the best protein that you can get.
0: This has been very, very informative. And,
1: and hang on, I'll send you the link to that so you can put that up for if anybody wants to go on there and. Look at those um, shakes and everything, and all of our products—they're really great health products. And we also have a, a DNA test that that goes into our customized nutrition, and um, everything is is evidence-based, all backed by science. Every single product that we that we make is backed by science.
0: Yeah, I that's all what
1: the ingredient everything no no synthetic ingredients. Everything's amazing and really healthy for you.
0: And that's that's what Jen does too, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually I'm
0: on Jen yeah. team. She's oh, my She's my my direct upline. Yeah. ID Life Wellness um definitely 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 want to make sure that you go out and and connect with Michelle immediately um and and wow. Michelle, thank you so much. This has oh. been I cannot believe the time went by as fast as it did. So that's unreal. So um, we are over and and uh, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um,
1: I was honored to be here. Thank you.
0: And, and thank you to everyone who's been on and shared this out. This is very, very important information. Um, let's change the world. Yes. One, one person at a time. I think this is awesome. Yes. So Michelle, stay with me. I'm going to end the live stream. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story and your wisdom and, and everything. This has been fun. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye.